Mm. Welcome back to another episode of the Tide Talk Podcast. I got my buddy Jake Thomas and Danny Howe joining me tonight on the podcast. How y'all doing, fellas? Uh, we're doing good, man. Good to have you again, Danny. Thanks, guys. Pleasure to be here. Well, uh, obviously last week's game didn't turn out like we like we hoped for, but, uh, you know, the, the season's still alive as far as, you know, a, a you know, a, a hope to make the playoff. Uh, so I don't know how y'all feel about it, but, uh, you know, just kind of, Jake, if you want to start out kind of just your synopsis of, of the LSU game and how you feel about the team and, uh, you know, kind of going forward, what you expect? Well, I mean, I, I first wanted to applaud uh, to, I mean, he – played his heart out in this game uh he had some rough patches uh he made a couple mistakes but but uh in the second half it you know he he turned on he only went like 21 to 40 but he had four touchdown passes that one long interception um and then of course the uh i don't know is fan of i don't know what happened but uh that that really i feel like that that fumble really changed the complexion of the game early um, another thing, uh, offensively, I wish uh, we would have done more in the first half was run the ball. We saw what Najee did in the second half. He ran all over them boys. And uh, Najee's really come alive here the past couple of weeks, maybe last three or four weeks. And uh, and, and and we, we talked about this, Stacey. Um, and, Danny, if you go back and listen to some other uh, podcasts, we, we said as soon as Cornbread got back in, we felt like the running game would start come along and it has and um and it seems like we're gelling out the the only blemish on the offensive line was dickerson's off the wall hit i don't know why he did that after the play that cost us another i think that was that a touchdown at at the end of the half there that cost us uh that was uh to his pick as well um defensively i mean you know whenever we got down late and I think it was down two scores. We got the ball back with like a minute, 30, minute, 20, something like that. We threw the 85-yard touchdown pass. I was like, all right, defense. I was just thinking, I said, Pete Golden, I've been I've been riding you all year. Everybody knows that. I said, this is your chance to get in your guys' face and get, get them pumped up and say, you got to have one stop here. We're in this game. Just give me one stop. We still had two timeouts. Uh Waddle has already had already returned one in the game. Said so you give him a chance to run one back. We're you know we win the game. I said you got to get him. You got to get your guys ready on defense. The very first play and uh, that drive, LSU runs right up our gut, right up the middle, and we give up twelve yard game over. I mean, I, I just I, I got the grade. You know, I just I just couldn't believe that. You know, it just seems like we come out. You know, you had a feeling that, okay, we get one stop, you know, we, we're back in it. And we just could not never get that one stop we needed, it seemed like. Yeah, I mean, you, you're right about that. Uh, Danny, kind of kind of what's your, 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 your thoughts about, you know, kind of what happened Saturday and moving forward? Well, uh, uh, we got out coached. Uh, our offensive coordinator had a horrible first quarter and about seven or eight minutes into the second quarter, probably four series, five series. Uh, um, yeah, we got off to a really fast start, and the fumble kind of 
you know, stop. But it seemed like after that, like Jake said, he went directly away from the run. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the second play of the game was Najee had like 20, a 20 or 22 yard carry or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we get down there and, and into striking distance, you know, and the fumble happened, but it seemed like we we're just, we always abandoned that, mm-hmm. that run, um, in times when I think we could, you know, use that to our advantage. Um, Jake was right. Uh, Pete Golding is, is, uh, I don't know. The, the defense to me looks, looks lost just like they did last year. Um, you know, you got guys running around trying to figure out who they're supposed to guard. And then you got Markel Benton. I guess he's a hybrid linebacker. Um, and then McKinney and Shai Carter, all three trying to guard the run or, you know, cover the running back out of the, out of the backfield and two wide receivers run down the middle of the seam, right mm-hmm. in the middle of the field, wide open. Miscommunication. Yeah, that. And, it's not miscommunication. It's zero communication. That's true. And and <laughs> confusion. Yeah. It's confusion. I, I sometimes think these guys could have, you know, uh, a, a whiteboard right in front of them. Somebody write down, you got 32, or you got 22. <laughs> <laughs> and three guys think they hear that, and they all run to them. That's just what it looked like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't. Um, I think Najee, you know, had had uh, a legitimate breakout game. Uh, kudos mm-hmm. to the to the offensive line. Um, I said, and I think it was week two, maybe week three. Landon Dickerson had one of those cheap shots, just like he did the other day. And I just said that I don't I don't like the guy. I I think he's he's you know he plays hard and and whatever. But those cheap shots don't bode well with me. Um, I I just you know I despise it when other people do it to us. So in fairness, I have to despise it when our players do the same thing. And that yeah. was a terrible spot right after the interception. He does that instead of at the thirty yard line. Now they're at the fifteen yard line. And bam, you know, the next play, I, I, I just, I don't know. It, it seems like, I don't want to say Coach Saban has lost control. I, I think there's some, there's, there's some underlying something. I don't know if it, you know, just stems from some of the players, you know, even on this team still have a, uh, an affinity toward Jalen Hurts. I don't, I don't know what it is. I hope that's not what it is. I hope it's just, you know, some youth issues and some, uh, you know, trust issues. I don't, I don't know. It just, it, it's, this is a weird season for me. It's, it's know? very strange. We, you're, you, we don't have the one person like a Reuben Foster or Rolando McLean or Dante Hightower who can go over and grab a dude by the face mask and say, get your head out of your rump, check your assignment, and play football. We just don't yep. have that. And I, yep. I'm not so sure that we have that, even with Dylan Moses. I'm not sure that he was he would have been that type of leader. I think he would have probably been a much better communicator. Um, but I don't know. It, it's just <clears throat> something's off. Something's off, and I don't. I can't put my finger on it. Obviously, you know, I'm not in Alabama on the staff, 
it seems like Nick Saban can't put his finger on it. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just just odd. Yeah, I don't I don't ever remember a season like this under Saban. Maybe 2010, but that that didn't feel like this. And maybe that's just because it's been so long ago that you know you kind of forget those type of feelings. But uh, in in what you're saying, Danny, about the vocal leader, that you know somebody on Twitter just asked us, you know, who are who are the team leaders this season in terms of vocal, take charge, get your mind right, top. So I mean, is and he asked, is that the is that shortcomings in addition to our youth and inexperience injuries, you know, et cetera. And I think that's that's it, especially on the defensive side of the ball. That the, there's there's not that leader like you mentioned, you know, Rolando McLean or Reuben Foster that, you know, that just that just takes over the defense and and you know is a, you know, a general for lack of a better term on that side of the ball and, you know, make sure everybody's doing their job and if they're not, they're held accountable and, uh, I think that's probably what's missing on the defense right now. So that's, of, that's of eighty-five or ninety guys on that team. I don't know who the leader is on any on either side of the ball. So yeah, I agree with you. Nowhere, because you look at a couple of games ago when when Judy and Tua got into that little scrum, right? About the uh, Tua saying, you know, stop or keep going, and Judy's like, they just got into a little argument. Tua said something, and then he walked away and pouted. Yeah, that's not a that's not a leader. If you're gonna if you're gonna say something to him on the field, you know, from twenty yards away, if you're the leader and you're supposed to be the guy, then on the sideline you need to 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 be man enough to stand there and say what you had to say, and then listen to what that other person has to say, right. and figure out how to fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there there is a. <laughs> It's obvious that the the team is lacking leadership, you know, from from the players and 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 like it's the most undisciplined team I remember under Nick Saban. It's just uh, it's it's a bunch of different things, and it's not just Pete Golden on the defensive side of the ball either. I mean, there's I, I think there's probably going to be changes, you know, in position coaches. Uh, it would not surprise me if if there's more than just Pete Golden. That's that's kind of turned in another direction when it when it gets to the end of the season um you know um i've seen a lot of people talking about it this past week but um i wonder uh, how much money we can throw at bo davis get him back i don't know i mean uh, in, uh, who knows if he's even interested or what i mean uh, that's i would like obviously the defensive line could could really use somebody like bo davis and because that's – I know the, the guys are young other than Raekwon on the defensive line, but it just – there's no I, – I don't know. There's no – I don't even know how to explain it. That They have no fire. I mean, I, I, I don't know how to even put it into words, especially well, on the defensive line. And, you know, we – we was talking about – we. Um, that your your leaders who's the vocal leader who who you know you always hear you want your senior leaders to step up and and Diggs and Raycon Davis on that defensive line or defense has not done that this year. I mean, uh, Danny, you made the comment that that uh, Raycon ought to be on a milk garden, a missing milk garden, you know, because he has not showed up at all this year. Uh, I mean, 
JB, you know, the, the guy who has the sports talking with yeah, yeah. podcast. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he said, you know, give these guys grades. So I went through, uh, I think it was eight of the defensive backs and, and gave them grades, right? I gave them an individual grade and then I gave them a, 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 uh, a grade for all of them together. And I graded uh, Trayvon Diggs as a D minus. He doesn't hit. He's very average in coverage. Um, his tackling is like, there is no tackling. He's always no. trying to rip the ball instead of wrapping and then trying to get somebody, you know, let somebody else take a shot at ripping. But you have to tackle the guy first, especially at the six-yard line, not, you know, try to rip the ball and then fall down. He should have just acted like he was hurt, walked off the field. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't understand not only the lack of discipline when it comes to silly penalties and, you know, Raekwon running on the field and we get an interception and it gets thrown, you know, it, it's called back because we got yep. 12 men on the field. That's yep. to me, that's, that's coaching that type of stuff. Cause who sent him on the field? Yeah. Yeah, he don't. You know, he ain't gonna run out there by his on, on his own accord, right? right. So, I, in those instances, I, that's one hundred percent on coaching, right? Mm-hmm. But I know they, I know they go through tackling drills. I know they go through, you know, all this stuff, and they go out there and it's like they forget, or they just yeah. they have their own agenda or something. I don't know what it is. But yeah, I, I'll tell you, we've had we have one player that is shooting up draft boards and just about every other player on our team is going down. Now, Pat Sertain, he's probably holding steady, but he's only a sophomore, so he's not on anybody's draft board. But Diggs is going down. And and the, JB also made a comment that he's a converted wide receiver and he missed a year. That's right. Yeah. But he's still been in the program. He still knows yeah. what the expectation is. This is the thing that got me the most out of the last couple of days. Nick Seven said, I think we have players on our team who still don't understand what the Bama factor is. They don't. They don't. That's telling. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think you can – I didn't get to hear all of of Nick Saban tonight on his his show on Hey Coach, but but you can just tell by the tone of his voice, the the words that he uses, that he's – I mean – for lack of a better term, he's unsure about the team's mental makeup. Yeah. He said he said it's the team before the LSU game was acting like they never had. Their demeanor was off. It, it, it almost seemed like they were a little intimidated to go yeah. out there. And I, I think, you know, after – I think that might have been the case, but after the first couple of plays, you know, we had a, we had a good pass. We had a good run putting together a drive and then the fumble happened. And I yeah. think that's, that's when the intimidation factor kind of hit them. They got punched in the mouth because that, because after that drive, I mean, they basically went down the field like a hot knife through butter. And I, we didn't have an answer. Right. We didn't have an answer, you know, for a little bit. And oh, we just put ourselves you know, behind the eight ball and, and couldn't catch up. Yeah, couldn't couldn't catch up, and I, and I'm I'm gonna say this about about the defense. Uh, 
you know, it could be worse. I mean, I mean, seriously, Dave Aranda is one of the most acknowledged defensive coordinators in all of football, and their defense isn't any better than ours. I mean, they're paying him two and a half million dollars a year, right? So, yeah, I, I, I think obviously I, the defense needs needs some changes made, but it's also not as bad as. We, we make it out to be – I mean, obviously they have plays with, where the communication is not there and, and, you know, they have them. But I'm talking about on a consistent basis, they, they're they not as bad as what, you know, what what we have in our minds. If you look at today's football. And, you know, me and Danny, you know, we kind of talked about that last, the last time Danny was on here, that in this day and age, you know, defense is not going to rule. It's, it's just – it's not the case anymore. And uh, so – it could be worse. We could be paying a guy two and a half million dollars a year and still have the same type of defense we have right now. I, I think the the two areas that we can improve on is discipline and tackling. If if those two areas improve over the next three weeks, then we have a chance to beat either of those other three teams that are in the top, the undefeated teams that are in the top four right now. Right. Yeah. I think I, I think we, you know, if if for some by some, you know, miracle, uh, Penn State beats Ohio State, and then, um, you know, they somehow, you know, the Big Ten gets left out again, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like what happened to Ohio State? Um, I don't think Georgia poses a threat. Their their defense isn't near as good as it was. They have they still have no passing game. No. Nope. And South Carolina did exactly what I said five weeks ago or six weeks ago when I was on, they shut down DeAndre Swift, and that was the end of the ball game. Yep. I mean, I don't, I don't know what his stats were. He may have had, you know, 90 to 110 yards rushing or something like that. But still, that, they contained him enough. Yeah, don't, don't that, let him break away. Correct. Don't let yeah. him break away. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, 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 think, I think tackling is a, is a huge issue. Um, the only person – that I've well, there's two. Christian Harris, once he gets his hands on people, they don't get away. And then, but he's not been on the field. They've been playing Markel Benton. I yeah. I don't get that either. I, I don't well, get that because he's he struggles in um, the uh, pass coverage aspect of playing middle linebacker. Um, and Shane Lee is, really isn't any better in coverage. But I mean, he's the guy that's calling everything. Right. I don't know. I, it just even even McKinney, you know, he he made some really good open field tackles, but he also missed a bunch. So did Shaheen Carter. I mean, that's something I, that, I, that's something that we can clean up. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't. I mean, I know Diggs has been disappointing, but I don't know that. That Shaheen Carter has probably been the most disappointing to me this this year. Uh, I I don't. He's lost. I mean, he he's he is just lost out there. Yeah. And that's surprising. He 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 always seemed like you know maybe not the most talented guy, but the guy that was going to be in, at the in the right spot. You know. Right. And even in the in the uh, SEC media days, Saban said that that Shaheen yeah. Carter is not the greatest athlete on our team. But he's probably the most, the smartest, 
and would probably end up being the best coach out of all of them. But I don't see that now. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm puzzled. I'm puzzled by a lot of things, but that's, this defense is, you know, I, I think a lot of my stuff three or four weeks ago was wishful thinking that, you know, we could come out of it and, and you know, play a little bit better defense, but man, it's just, it's, it's a hard thing to watch. And, and I, I don't, I don't even get upset anymore. And that kind of bothers me as well. Um, uh, it's almost expected that, you know, we're going to give up chunk plays, give up points. And I don't like that feeling. I don't either. I don't either. Uh, by the way, something's happening right now. It looks like uh, maybe there's going to be either one or multiple players suspended for this game for not one, attending class. One player is what Saban said uh, earlier today. Okay. It, it may end up being more, but what I read was one. Okay. Did they say who that player was? It, there's no. There's no name. He did, he did not say it in the in the press conference or hey coach or whatever it was. Mm. Yeah, I, watched, I watched both of them. Okay. See, I, I didn't. I, I didn't I get to watch Walt all Gary. of it. So, do what now? I miss Walt Gary. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. I don't know, man. We're we're all searching for answers. I even saving searching for answers. That's 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 when you know you you've got some some issues with the mental makeup of your team when when the head coach is uncertain, you know, of what kind of team he has psychologically. Yeah. And you know, Saban Saban's all all about the he always says that the psychological disposition of, of, of your team and you know how the players need to be self motivated. I mean, he he can't make some. I mean, he can fire you up for a minute, but he can't make you motivated twenty four seven three sixty five. Right. And I and but you know what? I don't think that's what he expects. I think he expects when they walk onto that field, whether it's practice field, walk into the weight room, or walk into a meeting or whatever, give your undivided attention, learn, and and whatever, and then go be a student, go be a kid, go be you know whatever. But I I think the the problem is he's not getting that focus, that one hundred percent effort in practices in film study and you know maybe they need to do to some of these players what the Raiders did to Jamarcus Russell and give him a blank tape and say hey check this tape out blah 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 and ask him questions about it and he has no clue because the tape was <laughs> the tape was had nothing on it right <laughs> I'm with you anything I uh, drew the arm is saying that they're not going to say anything until uh, we won't find out anything until game day on on the player suspension so yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait. Uh, Not, but anyways, yeah. uh, I I don't see any need of me kind of going off on myself because I I feel like we've discussed last week and kind of the the shape of the team long enough. Uh, wh- what are y'all feeling about the uh, Mississippi State game? Um, you know, I I expect us to run throw all over them as always. Um, I believe the you know, I believe the defensive will. I don't know if you can. I mean, they'll, they'll be. They ain't gonna give up. What was it? Forty six points to to them. You know, um, but um, I mean, they may give up a couple plays. But I mean, I really think um, even if two don't play, 
um, I I ain't got no problem with uh with resting him and letting him uh heal, you know, because you know if we ain't talked about it yet, but the standings, you know, we we are five right now, and as it stands now, we won't have to play in the championship game. Uh, let him heal extra week. You might even heal him against uh, set him out against West Carolina, play him against Auburn, but um, but as it stands now, if something's gonna happen in the top four. Because, I mean, LSU and Georgia's got to play each other, so they're going to get knocked out. Uh, Alabama's right sitting right or sitting pretty. So I feel like we need to uh, at least as close to 100% as we can get. And and I don't see Mississippi State or West Carolina give us any fits. Uh, Auburn's a different story because it's at Auburn, and, you know, they got a really good defense. So um, we probably need to play him there. But, but these next two weeks, I wouldn't mind him just sitting out. But if he wants to play, let him play. I mean, I understand that too. Well, I, I, he's got to be medically cleared, though. Right. And if you know, if there was some trauma to that leg, you know, for whatever reason, I, I don't think he ever really got hit on the leg. I think he got you know bumped several times when he got when he got dumped on the turf, and he got it rattled a couple times. But I don't, I don't think it was uh, you know anything significant. Um, I wish these weeks were flipped around where he yes. could rest against Western Carolina and then maybe come in or start the game just just for rustiness sake. Right, yeah. Right? But we you know we don't have that we don't have the luxury of having a bye week or something like that to throw in, but uh, it wouldn't hurt my feelings to see him not play either of these weeks and then just start taking first team reps for timing starting on Tuesday of uh Auburn week, but I'm, uh, I, I think, you know, I think, I think we win the game against the city state. Uh, this is like my worst week ever, because if I ever hear another cowbell, it'll be too soon. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, 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 um, it's just irritating, you know, that and the, the silly rooster crow at South Carolina, just, I don't, I don't know where people come up with these things, but I'm, I think we win the game. I want to come out healthy, obviously. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what I'd like to see. I'd like to see Ali Cahill get a shot. And yeah. I'd like to see maybe Shane Lee after this season move to defensive end. Because we're, I mean, we're losing Jennings and we're losing Lewis. Yep. What? Well, why not try? I mean, I know he's not as tall as the, either of those other two, but. Who says that you can't be six one or six two and and be a defensive end? Yeah, well, I, right. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure Jennings ain't but like six two. Right. Yeah. Jennings Jennings don't have much height on him. But uh, you know, you, you're yeah, I'm, I'm not sure Shane Lee, uh, at at the weight that he is, I don't know what they list him at, but it's probably not right. <laughs> I, I, he's not he's not fast enough to play linebacker in the SEC. No, N- not not in today's college football. Not middle linebacker. No, no, he no. can play he can play on the edge and yeah. That little burst that he needs to get to a quarterback, I think it'd be a, a nightmare on the backside, you know, against a right-handed quarterback. Yeah. yeah, he uh, if you watch, he does a when they do blitz him, he does a really good job at blitzing. So, you know, yeah. that's that's something to to maybe keep an eye on this offseason. But I, I'm with you on Keho. I really want to see him, and you know, in you know, significant minutes in this in this game, and I know he hurt his hand. I don't know if he's still having to wear that cast or not. 
Uh, I don't remember. Did he wear the cast against LSU? I know. I know they said they were going to have to put one on, but I didn't notice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was like a club looking thing. Yeah. But so I don't know if that's going to keep him from you know maybe playing more, uh, uh, you know, linebacker because I'm sure it's kind of hard to tackle that thing on your hand. But uh, for sure. But what we we'll see. Uh, I, the biggest thing that I want to see is if. If this team has any, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to say fight in them because I think, I think they they showed some fight in the second half against LSU. But I mean, do they have, do they have an edge to them this week? I mean, do they are they pissed off because they lost at home? Are they pissed off? Is the defense pissed off because they gave up forty six? Uh, is the defensive line going to fire off the ball and, and you know make some plays, make some things happen? Is the secondary going to stay at home and, and play uh, disciplined football? I, I just I just want to see that this team, especially on the defensive side of the ball, play with a little bit of an edge, play with some attitude. And uh, you know, I, I, I I'm with you. I don't like the way Lynn Dickerson, you know, uh, you know, hit 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 that guy late. It was totally unnecessary. But at least he plays with some fire in him. And I, I don't, yeah. I don't want him to hit nobody like. But at least he has a little bit of fire in him. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with him playing, you know, with some intensity and. You know, I would love that from one of the defensive game. line. Raekwon Davis needs to show up. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with him getting under somebody's skin or anything like that. Just don't be dirty. Yeah, don't, don't be dirty. dirty. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right. But, but I mean, to play defensive line in the SEC, you're gonna have to play with some edge, and you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to get after it. Nobody's gonna just move out of the way for you. Uh, so uh, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. I think regardless of who plays quarterbacks, the next the quarterback the next two weeks, uh, we'll be able to put out about as many points as we want to. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State's got suspensions and injuries, so uh, their defense is is kind of suffering. Uh, you know, they're they're playing that freshman quarterback, I believe, still. Uh, What's his name? Garrett Schrader. Uh, yeah. he, he's a big physical guy. I mean, he's like 6'4", 225. Uh, he's much like Nick Fitzgerald. You know, they're, they're probably going to try to run him a good bit. He's, he's got 504 yards rushing on the season. Uh, and he's, he's quick enough to bust one if, if you don't contain. So, uh, And obviously, Kylan Hill, I believe he's the, the leading rusher in the SEC. Or, or he was last week. I don't know if he still is or not. But he's, he's right up there. Uh, he's over a thousand yards. So, but their passing game struggles. So, uh, uh, it it should be a much better game defensively for us. Uh, but regardless of what the numbers look like at the end of the game, I want to see a different attitude from the defense. That, that's what I'm looking for most in this game. Yeah, let's let's take one over and yeah, you know, try to try uh, again. There's there's. I don't think there's going to be a such thing as a dominant defense. There's not going to be, you know, 14 to three games anymore, but let's, let's try to, let's try to dominate the line of scrimmage. Let's try to yep. dominate, you know, the, the guys out on the islands. Let's, let's, let's dominate the guy across from us and then, you know, let the chips fall where they may, but I'm with you. I, I want to see some, some fire. I want to see some, you know, a little bit of attitude without the extracurricular stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. From whistle to whistle, let's let's play. 
when the whistle blows, let's stop, regroup, and when the ball is snapped, let's let's get after it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's really all we ask for. We know the defense is young. We know they got guys that are. You know, I, I think they played six true freshmen on defense last week. So I mean, the growing pains are going to be there. But well, that they, doesn't they, mean that doesn't played, mean you uh, can't play with an edge. They, mm-hmm. I think they played. They played seven true freshmen. Okay. That, that might have been what it was. Yeah. It was a bunch either way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but but that shouldn't affect the attitude that you play with or the edge that you have or the intensity that you have. Uh, so uh, that, that's what I want to see. I, and I, I want this game to be over with halfway through the second quarter because the offense has, has ran down their throat and the defense has, has stepped on it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I want to see. So, I, I, maybe we will. Maybe uh, maybe the defense can get things turned around. But like Danny said, uh, I don't know if he said it during the podcast or before we, we started recording, but, you know, the, the season still lies ahead of us. And, you know, if, if things can change over the next couple of weeks, we, we can play with any of the, of the teams ranked ahead of us right now in the college football playoffs. So, mm-hmm. uh I think if if LSU, Clemson, and Ohio State all went out, I I believe that Alabama would be that fourth team in. Uh, if, if they take care of business and uh, you know, I, but I think they they probably need to to handle Auburn pretty easily. It doesn't need to be one of these games that's down to the wire. So uh, it's just it's a long way to go still, and and a lot of things are going to happen. So you know, I think you know Penn State and Ohio State play next weekend. Uh, you know, Minnesota's still there and undefeated. I think Baylor and Oklahoma play this week, right? They do. So, uh, I, either either way, one of those. I think I think I don't think either one of them teams is going to get in anyway. But if Oklahoma wins, then Baylor's for sure not, and Oklahoma's still still way down the line. So, I, I still feel pretty confident that Alabama can can back their way into the to the playoff and. I think once you get there, it's a whole new season, a whole new chance to, you know, to, to create an identity and to, uh, you know, make your mark. And so here's to hoping they finish, you know, like Saban said on Hey Coach, is just finish the season the right way. Right. Yeah. The nightmare scenario is if um, uh, Georgia beats Auburn and then Georgia beats LSU in the SEC championship game, yep. Alabama's not getting in. No. Yep. Um if 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 somehow Oklahoma runs the table and they beat the brakes off of Baylor twice, and I'm not saying that it's it's a foregone conclusion that they'll jump us, but that's a possibility. Yeah, uh, yeah, they lost an unranked opponent, but it was on the road. I, I don't understand the Georgia thing. You know, it's a common opponent. Georgia lost at home. To an unranked opponent, Alabama lost to the number basically one or two, whichever poll you look at, uh, by five points, and there Georgia jumped us. Yeah. I don't, and, I, hey, real. I know we've we've been we've been babbling for a little while now, but I want to make a point. There, there was a lot of people that acted like LSU just completely dominated that game Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't. I. What game were they watching? I, they weren't watching the Alabama 
LSU game. I mean, like, definitely not the second half. Definitely yeah. not the second half. I mean, really, there was there was a handful of plays that if if they had went the other way, Alabama wins the game easily. So I, I mean, it's just in the, I, I don't know that that guy was I think Russ Mitchell talking about how. You know, album didn't belong in the field with LSU and all that yeah. kind of crap. What a yeah. joke. I saw that a bunch from uh, several LSU fans. Uh, but, yeah, uh, you know, fans are fans. But you, you, you call yourself in the media and, and, you know, an insider or whatever. And you, you, that that was just a trash take. Yep. And there's no yeah, – you, I expect that kind of things from the fan, like you said. Yeah. But – Somebody that's supposed to be—I mean, I mean—he's—he's he's a pretty popular guy. I mean, I, somebody that—I uh, don't know—I don't get that. But Cecil heard something on the on the game today with Ryan Fowler that if if Alabama is going to play like they did in the first quarter, quarter and a half in the college football playoff, like they did against LSU, don't 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 put us in, right. But if we're going to play like we did in the second half and compete and, you know, handle our business, then, I, 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 like I said earlier, I think we can play with any of those other three teams. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's there's not a team out there that's flawless. So, no. so the, like Saban said, finish the season right. If you get in, you get in. But, you know, you got to let the chips fall where they may. So – but right now it's about finishing, and that starts with, with Mississippi State on Saturday. So that, that's what we're looking forward to. Here's, here's the thing about – I want the, the playoff committee to, to answer, and, and they cannot do it because they do this every year. Do you want conf, – does conference champions really matter, or do you want the four best teams? Because if you, need, if you want the four best teams, there's no doubt in my mind that Alabama is one of the four best teams out there. That narrative changes every week. It is it's different. It's different it every is. week. Yeah, it is. Do you want the four best teams, or you want, or does conference champions actually matter? I mean, they they need to make a decision. And um, but but if they go with the four best teams at the end of the year, whenever the final rankings come out, Alabama will be uh, one of the four best teams in if they go with so that narrative. If conference championships matter, right? Mm-hmm. Right. The playoff has to expand to six teams. Right. Because you have five power five conferences. Yeah. If the championships matter, then the conference yeah. champion from each of the five power five should get in and then one at large team. Yeah. If they don't matter, then stay at four and take the four best teams. Right. Regardless of conference affiliation. <laughs> yeah. Or or co- whether it's a conference championship. Correct. Right. And I the Pac twelve, the Pac thirty nine, whatever you want to call them. They're always going to be on the outside looking in yeah. because everybody knows that of the five, they're the redheaded stepchild. And not mm-hmm. because the ACC is great, because honestly, outside of Clemson, the ACC should be a, a, a next five. If you yeah. want my, know my honest opinion, unless, like I said earlier today on Twitter, somebody said something like, you know, they ought to, you know, take them out of the power five. Well, just add UCF. To the ACC and all as well. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, but you know, yeah, you know, they Clemson really has nobody to compete against in their conference right now. No, yeah. and the uh, old, you know, the the little old Clemson, Roy Bus, all shucks, Dabo needs to keep Alabama out of his mouth. Yeah, 
Yep, I'm with you 100%. Me too. Dabo drives me crazy. Every, you know, I always thought, boy, I, I, I sure can't wait for Dabo to come home. And this was before last season when they beat us. Yep, yep. I can't yeah. wait, you know. And then the more he opens his mouth, the less I like him. The same you know, here. The fans need to understand is Clemson University has been relevant three times in their in their entire history in college football. And all yeah. three times, it's been at, because of Alabama roots. So they need yeah. to part their pie hole. And and you know, learn learn their place as well. Hey, speaking of uh, uh, you know, we brought up Russ Mitchell and his idiotic take. What Heather Dinich? How does she have oh, the job that she has? I, she is crazy. <laughs> I'm not going to comment because I'm not going to get my trouble. That's a I good. Mean, yeah, it's, I don't even. I I don't even know where to begin on her. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Jeez. I, I, I put her in the same as the same column as Tim Brando and yeah, Colin Dan Cowher, Cannell. All, you know, and Danny Cannell. That's right. <laughs> all Alabama haters. Oh yeah, the the Bama hate is is at an all time high with those people. They and, hate Alabama so bad they can't even see five inches in front of their face. And and what's funny, guys, is uh, on Twitter this week uh, after the rankings come out, I saw a guy who is probably known for his basketball commentary, but he was like, "Why is Alabama not in the top four? And that Jay was Billis. Jay Billis. Yeah, I'm like, okay, this guy gets it. You know, all these other guys because he 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 knows it's about the four best teams, or that's what it's supposed to be about. Hey fellas, <laughs> go watch go watch Outkick the coverage, the podcast. <laughs> Clay yeah. Travis went off today. Oh, did he? I had I hadn't watched it yet. I hadn't either. Uh-huh. I have to watch it. Yeah, slow, time, slow time at work for me, so you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh mate. Uh hey, before before we go, uh do want to touch on, you know, Nate Oates got his first victory as the Alabama basketball coach. So uh, yep. that's awesome. They play they play tomorrow night at Rhode Island. So that's that's a pretty big road game for, for the basketball oh, teams. <laughs> yep. And oh, oh ball and oats. Yep. Don't want to look ahead, but I think not this coming up Wednesday, but the next is the big game against UNC for him. So um, you know, that's one I'm I'm very excited about. Hey, did y'all did y'all see, you know, f- first of all, the NCAA is a freaking joke for not clearing Quinnerly. That, that is that is just a complete uh, Dick, like Vital, Dick Vital tweeted today about that. Yeah. Oh, did he? I didn't see it. Yeah. They've had like 900 people with waivers, and only like every one of them has gotten a waiver besides JQ, it seems like. <laughs> well, what, did, what did Vital say? He just he basically said, let the kid play. Yeah. In a nutshell, he's, that's, that's exactly what he said, what Jake just said. There's, you know, they're giving out waivers like candy. And. Mm-hmm. You know, this kid is he's he's been raked over the coals for two years now. Yeah. Just let the kid play. Now, I'm I'm looking I'm looking for his tweet right now so we can kind of get a verbatim. Yeah, he says, with the way the NCAA has been giving out waivers, it is amazing how they say no to some and yes to others. Enough already. Help kids hurt help kids, don't hurt them. Give Alabama men's basketball Javon Quinterly a waiver to be eligible now. And yeah. most of that tweet was in caps. So Yeah. You know, that's, you know, like it, you know, some of these guys are, they're kind of over the top and, but 
you know, like like Dick Vitale and and and, and Jay Billis, they're about the players. Yes, that you know, it's hard it, not to like people that are about the players. Yeah, and NCAA claims to be about the players, but obviously they're not. Well, what I want to know is is what is the reason? Yeah, like how do they how do they make that decision? There's no accountability. There's no accountability to anybody because they are the authority for collegiate athletics. Period. They yeah. don't answer to anybody. Not even, um, you know. There, there's, they don't have a governing body. They are the right. governing body. Right. And what what irks me the most is, you know, we can't get senators and congressmen to do their job and legislate and govern. But they want to get involved in, in athletics. Well, sometimes that's what it takes, even though I hate it. Sometimes that's what it takes to, to get them to open their eyes and, and do the right thing. Boz had it right in 1986, 1985. He wore that shirt in the Orange Bowl that said uh, NCAA down one side. And then it, had, it said National, uh, National Communists Against Athletes. And, th- and nothing's changed. You're they exactly they're right. About the athlete, but they're not. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. I I could go on and on about the NCAA. They are. I can't wait for the day when I, I think there's a day coming when 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 the big schools, you know, just kind of pull away and, and come up with their own division of of college athletics. And I, I don't. I think it's going to have to take something a little more major to happen. But I, I think the 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 transfer portal. The uh, the the waivers and all these things is now we're is, gonna pay now we're gonna pay kids. Yeah. So not only we're not only we're gonna allow them to come in and oh I got my feelings hurt and Antonio Alfano. Yep. Uh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna take my 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 uh, talents to the highest bidder. Uh, just oh, it. Yeah, it's it it's a joke. Uh, it is. I don't know. So. Anyways, but I I did want to give a shout out to Nate Oates. And, and speaking of Quinn early, I don't know if y'all saw the video that, that the basketball team tweeted out when snatched that Burns, basketball up. And yeah, ran the coach. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it, see, I mean, it, and one of the probably the most I don't want to say the most, like devastating, but you know, a hard day for for that kid. He was just denied his waiver, but he's still excited for his coach and his team for getting that win. So that that kind of tells me a little bit about Quinn early. You know that he's. He's not really about himself, so I, I I really enjoyed seeing that on the video. So I, I didn't know if y'all had seen that or not. Yeah, I did. Uh, I, one one good one quip to uh, Team Twenty Four today was National Signing Day for baseball and softball, and Alabama yes. picked up some pretty good players. Yes, uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't looked at I hadn't looked at the final list, but I, I know uh, Brad Bohannon can recruit. So uh, you know, I don't. I don't, you know, have any bad feelings about that. I, I it's kind of like football. I know we're going to get some good players. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know their names, but he got a kid out of Florida, and one out of Tennessee, I think, mm-hmm. that, or maybe Kentucky, that that were like the, either the number one or number two players in those states. Uh, so and coming out of Florida for baseball and be the number one state, number one kid in the state, or number two. And you go to Alabama versus Florida. That's, that's, that's big time. Get. Um, so yeah, Brad Bow and he, he's he's doing it up as far as recruiting. So 
He said he he said uh, I think you made the comment after the season's over with that he told the university said my third year will be when when we make make a big jump and this will be his third year so I believe that he will he will cut the curve or get get past the curve and and uh, we'll we'll make the playoff or not the SEC championship or SEC uh, championship. Whatever it's called, You're talking about the tournament. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I brain dead for a second. Yeah, it's obviously it's an exciting time for for athletics at Alabama. You know, the, the football team's always uh, you know up top. The the uh, the seems like the basketball programs, both the men's and women, are getting better. And uh, they went know, for the win. Yeah, they uh, they I know they beat Clemson on the road. Yeah, t- Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, that that was a good win for them, and uh, obviously softball is always in good shape, and uh, it seems like baseball's turned the corner. So Alabama uh, has one of the best distance runners in in uh, in all of college sports too. The Kiprop kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I think he won the SEC championship maybe for the second year in a row, I believe, or top two for two years in a row. And uh, you know he's one of those guys that 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 comes out of that very large family of coast guys and kip rops and all they're all related okay um and you know the the cost guys are big in the uh in the army there's two or three of them that they run for the world-class athlete program in the army and he's like a cousin or something like that so yeah he's he's, a, he's quite the stud when it comes to running look at danny dropping some Track and field Ooh. on the podcast. Hey man, hey homie, don't, homie don't play. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right, guys. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, make sure you give all of us a follow on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Blackwood eighty nine. I'm at Jake Thomas Tide, and I'm at Bama Cards Pack. Yeah, so give give us give us follows or, or not. Don't really care, but you know if you want to talk about album athletics, we're we're always here for that. Follow Definitely our podcast. Follow at Tide Talk underscore pod there you go he, he took the words right out of my mouth let's do some retweet and let's get it rolling folks yeah. hey guys we appreciate it roll tide roll tide roll tide